Hello everyone, this is Sadia and welcome back to Immigrantly, a podcast where we discuss the many facets of identity, race and the immigrant experience. Now, if you are a veteran listener, then you know that usually I am interviewing a special guest about food, makeup, politics, books, relationships, art, religion, sex. Yeah, and the list goes on. But for some episodes, like today, it's nice to simply speak with all of you. So there's no interview. But still, I have two special guests to share the mic with. Our content strategist, Yudi Liu, and content writer, Michaela Strother. And together, we will uncover some fun and exciting stuff about Thanksgiving. So let's dive in. This is Yudi, content strategist at Immigrantly. What you just heard there is the all too familiar sound of kitchen chaos. Yes, it's that time of year again. Hopefully the thought of cooking, eating, and spending time with family makes you smile. Then again, sometimes this holiday brings out both the best and the messiest parts of ourselves. Maybe there's an argument or two at the dinner table. Maybe somebody burns the dessert. For me though, I look forward to Thanksgiving because of its simplicity. You may be scoffing at me right now, wondering who on earth could ever categorize stuffing a turkey as simple. I don't disagree. Rather, the simplicity I speak of are the sentiments evoked by this holiday. I personally think it brings out the best in people, creativity, community, and gratitude. This time of year, I especially like to reflect on all the friends and family that surround me and the experiences that have lifted me up. To me, Thanksgiving is less consumerist than others like Christmas or Valentine's Day, even though each has their own delight. I find myself feeling safer and more loved around Thanksgiving, as if something or someone released extra appreciation pheromones into the air. Oh my gosh, that was so sweet. I can relate to so much of what Yudi was saying. And like Yudi, I also enjoy this multifaceted holiday with its messiness, love, passion, some complicated conversations with family, and sometimes even with friends if you are celebrating Friendsgiving. But also we can't forget that Thanksgiving is a product of colonialism. And before you roll your eyes and think I'm going on a rant about racial and social injustices, I really believe that while we enjoy the spirit of this holiday, we should also create some space for honest conversations around the history of Thanksgiving. And I hope that by now, all of us, or at least most of us know that Thanksgiving has a violent history of power, theft, and betrayal. The holiday is extremely complicated to say the least, but here's the thing. I would like to believe it's possible to reckon with this awful, awful history without writing off the connection this day has offered to many of us. On Immigrantly, we are not celebrating the pilgrims, just an FII. 
but we are thinking about friends and family, yours and mine. So in the spirit of looking complexity and contradictions in the eye, we thought it would be fun to unpack a commonly served Thanksgiving dish. Wait for it. Candied yams. Yes, you heard it right. So if you've ever looked up a recipe for candied yams, then you have noticed that the ingredients actually call for sweet potatoes. And if you ever actually Google a yam, you'll find they definitely don't look like the side dish, right? So if you're thinking, what's the deal with that? Keep on listening because today we are going to get to the bottom of this mix-up, I promise. It's a fascinating story that is nerdy and niche, but it also tells us about larger trends in history and tradition, which I am really excited to dive into. This is a story meant to draw out more appreciation, hopefully not less, for two vegetables that basically belie their plain appearances. And here to break it down for us is Michaela Strother. Hey everyone, this conversation was particularly personal for me because I'm African-American and I'm also from the South, where honestly something like a sweet potato pie might even be more popular than a pumpkin pie around Thanksgiving. At least it is in my household. But anyway, before we get into the actual history between the yam and the sweet potato, I wanted to look at the differences between these vegetables first. So here, see if this description sounds familiar. It's something that's about the same size as a regular potato, sometimes a bit longer. It's something that is usually orange on the outside and on the inside. And it's something that gets soft and sweet when you cook it. Yes, that's the sweet potato. Maybe you're rolling your eyes and saying, of course it is, Michaela. Wait a minute, what about yams? Real yams, also called quote-unquote African yams sometimes, have rough, brownish skin on the outside, and the inside is dry, starchy, and white. As for size, a yam can be the size of a potato, but it can also be multiple feet long and weigh up to 100 pounds. Yeah, you heard me right, 100 pounds. I looked it up. Needless to say, you probably haven't had a 100-pound yam at your average American grocery store. In fact, yams are native to West Africa and therefore require very specific growing conditions. Because to be clear, it's not like the difference between red apples versus green apples, right? The yam is part of an entirely different plant family than the sweet potato. Yams are related to the lily family, and the sweet potato is actually from the morning glory family. So now that we have all of these really random yam facts, we can move on and get into the history a bit more. The word yam has roots, no pun intended, in several West African languages, where the name means to eat. This clearly shows just how important this vegetable is in many West African diets. I mean, it can be boiled, roasted, fried, or even pounded into a dough-like food called swallow or fufu. It's very versatile and very filling, so it's no wonder that in many traditions, yams are ascribed with cultural and religious significance too. If any of you readers out there are familiar with the Nigerian author Chinua Achebe in his book Things Fall Apart, you'll recall how yams represented livelihood, specifically a man's ability to provide for his family. It is so much more than just a big old brown vegetable. From here, though, the yam faced the transatlantic slave trade, which is where the mix-up between yams and sweet potatoes dates back to. 
As a product of European colonialism, over 12 million people were stolen from their homes and sold into slavery in the Americas, everywhere from Maine to Argentina. Slave traders originally packed their ships with yams as an onboard food source, but once they reached the so-called New World, there were no yams naturally growing on that land. Sure, nowadays you can find yams in South America and the Caribbean because the hot climate is perfect for the yam, but they can't really be grown in the United States. Sweet potatoes, on the other hand, which came from Central and South America, could withstand the conditions of North America. It's a really, really, really thin silver lining, but sweet potatoes kind of became a connection to enslaved people's homeland and culture. That beloved yam, which could sustain people both spiritually and gastronomically, had a small orange cousin on the other side of the Atlantic. At least, that's how I like to look at it. Finally, as we've established, sweet potatoes are, well, sweeter than yams. Therefore, African-American communities began creating recipes that matched that specific flavor profile. Baked yam became candied yams, and boiled yams became sweet potato pie. By the way, I highly recommend both for your Thanksgiving table this year. So, how did you like it? It was fun, right? The sweet potato versus yam debate is really a story of home, culture, and innovation. So next time, listeners, if you take a bite from a dish with yams or its cultural cousin, maybe, just maybe, you will be reminded of this true story and see it in a grander, more grateful light. Today's episode was produced by me, Sadia Khan, written by Yudi Liu and Michaela Strother. Our editor for this episode is Haze. Until next time, take care and happy Thanksgiving to all of you.